Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 11, titled Assault. Uh, Alright, this is another big one. This is another really huge, pivotal episode of the series. Uh, Throwing another huge monkey wrench into the narrative development of this show, into the lore of this show. So, this episode starts off, and we almost immediately jump into the Kira broadcast that we had teased at the end of the last episode. Uh, Kira's basically holding this entire news station hostage and saying, uh, hey, air these tapes or I kill all of you, essentially. Uh, and basically, news broadcast shows up and is just like, hey, so Kira threatened to kill everybody here if we didn't show his tape so here's his tape by the way he sent us four tapes the first one was just for us to prove that he's legit this is actually kira now this second one's for everybody to broadcast to the entire world and so the tape begins and you kind of first get this like proof by kira just killing random news anchors who go against him. Random news anchors who expressed anti-Kira sentiments. So it's just like, if you go to channel such and such, you will see uh, this news anchor die of a heart attack at exactly this time. Uh, And you kind of have this great moment. uh, Elle and the task force are watching this, and Elle's just like, hey, change the channel! Oh, crap! Change it back! Like, this is definitely Kira! Like, and, and constantly, like, just sort of switching back and forth between channels just to see this proof. And then Kira just starts spouting off about how he's going to make a better world, he's going to make a better world, he's going to make a better world. Uh, I see the police as allies. Uh, don't, uh, don't hunt me and no innocent people will die. Uh, If you don't agree with me, that's fine, but don't express those sentiments in the media. Basically saying, either support me and or shut up, or you die. (laughs) 
essentially. Like, Kira just laying out these very totalitarian ground rules. And the entire time, we are working to essentially stop the broadcast. L just flat out says, stop this. Stop the broadcast. Uh, someone go there and get the tapes. And one of the members of the task force goes down to the station... He tries to break in. He tries to open the doors. They're locked. Uh, tries to shoot out the doors. And then before he can, he collapses of a heart attack. Except no one ever gave out his name. He never said his name. He had the fake ID. No one broadcast his name. There was no possible way, at least on the surface, that Kira could have gotten his name so quickly. And yet, here's this guy, this nameless detective, on the ground, having just suffered a heart attack while attempting to stop Kira's broadcast. Yeah, that, that's a thing. That's a thing that happened. That's where we are now. So it's looking like at some point, Kira has lost the restriction of needing a face and a name. So now Kira just got infinitely more dangerous. And so now we're just like, our hands are tied. L can't let anyone else from the task force go down there. Uh, we don't know if Kira is there or just hacked into security cameras or what happened. Like, we don't know what's going on. And then a freaking police van just shows up out of the blue. And rams into the building. <laughs> and driving said van is Chief Yagami. Uh, who basically just checked himself out of the hospital. Slash escaped. And has like a hood over his head so no one can see his face. And is just rushing the building. And is like, hey, I'm a cop. I, I, need, I need the tapes. I need to get to the studio where the Kira broadcast is happening. And we have this great sequence where Chief Yagami goes up there. Uh, holds the greedy executive at gunpoint who's loving all this. The executive's just like, ha 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 we're getting ratings, 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 ratings. Uh... That dude gets held at gunpoint by Chief Yagami. And Chief Yagami is demanding, give me the tapes, give me the tapes, stop this madness, give me the tapes. And the dude's like, hey, but we'll kill us all if we don't do it. And Chief Yagami's like, no, you made this happen when you chose to make Kira a celebrity. This is what you deserve. <laughs> give me the damn tapes. And so the dude hands over said tapes. But now we have the issue of Chief Yagami can't get out of the building without being seen. 
whether Kira's outside or has tapped into cameras, like, he's going to have to show his face at some point. And to compound the problem, watching that detective collapse outside of uh, that news station has inspired some police officers to take action against Kira. Has inspired some police police officers to step up to Kira. To stand up to Kira. Uh, Unfortunately, these police officers are stupid and are just rushing in, not considering the fact that the second they show their face, they're essentially dead. And so we got some, we got occasionally like stray police officers coming in and then uh, falling over and dying. And that literally has to call uh, one of the higher ups in the police department and say, hey, tell all your, uh, your officers to stand down. Tell all your officers to be smarter. Tell all your officers to stop rushing in there because uh, they're just going to keep dying if this happens. And the guy's like, okay, yes, uh, I understand. And we get this great moment where Elle's just, like, on two separate phones. One with Chief Yagami, one with uh, the other dude, the other police higher-up. And he's just going back and forth between phones, just organizing a way for Yagami to get out. Uh, And Yagami goes to the front of the building, goes to the front door, and we see this, like, huge police barricade. Of just this unbroken circle around the entrance of the news station. All these officers are wearing, like, helmets so you can't see their faces. Uh, They all have, like, shields up. Uh, They have surrounded this news station and are providing cover for Chief Yagami to get the hell out. To get out of the building. And they provide that cover. He is able to escape. He's able to get out. Uh, And he has the tapes. And they have made this very, very, very public stance against Kira. Uh, By the way, it's worth noting that Kira essentially asked that the cops respond to the request for them to work with him within, like, I think it was like four days and then air one of the other two tapes, depending on the answer. So, L looks at these tapes. Number three was if yes. Number four is if no. And basically, one of them's like, Hey, uh, tell us, uh, 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 tell me the names of more criminals. Broadcast the names of more criminals. Uh, let's work together to create this better world. And the other's like, just screw you. I'm disappointed by this. Well, I guess I now have to uh, launch a war against the police as well. They, of course, end up playing tape four because there's no way they're working with Kira after that. And then the tape's essentially saying, like, well, I'm disappointed. Well, in uh, in a few days, I'm going to kill either, uh, I think it was like the director general or something like that, or L. Pick one. You can't have both. Basically, this ploy to get them to release L's identity. So, 
Uh, they, uh, so that Kira can kill him. Now, it is, there's something that needs to be mentioned. And the dog is very adamant that I mention this. <laughs> the dog barking in the background is very adamant that I mention this. Throughout this entire episode, we have never, at any point, cut to light. We have not seen Light's perspective on any of that. And there's a very good reason, it turns out. Because Light didn't do any of this. This wasn't him. Light did not commit these acts as Kira. Whoever this other Kira is, whoever this other person claiming to be Kira is... It is not the real Kira. It is not Light Yagami. And we have Light, like, just looking at this broadcast going, Huh, this is interesting. Uh, this could theoretically work in my favor. If I just leave it alone, uh, L could die in the next few days. But <clears throat> I also, I can't condone this. These senseless killings of innocent news anchors and all that who did nothing wrong other than express anti-Kira sentiments. I can't condone that. And also, if this person slips up and gets caught, uh, the death note could be discovered. And then L could be one step closer to taking out me. The task force could uh, take one step, be one step closer to taking out me. So I need to find this person. I need to find this other Kira before L does, which means... I have to join the task force. That has to happen right now. Also, uh, Light does say in this moment what we've all been thinking. This guy's got the Shinigami eyes. This guy did the ideal. That deal that Light was too narcissistic and too self-centered to take. This other person did that. So this person can see the names of anyone. Uh, if they look at them. Which is how they're able to kill without a name. Just a face. I love the magic trick that they pull with this episode. Where like, if you look back on the episode. It's very obviously not light. This Kira operates in a way that light never would. And it's very clear from the fact that we didn't see Light laughing maniacally as we usually do. We never saw Light's perspective on this news broadcast thing. It's very clear from the storytelling that's like, yeah, this isn't Light. Of course this isn't Light. Or else we'd be cutting back to him laughing maniacally. Like, but... The episode makes itself so engaging. Pulls you in so much. Is so captivating on the L and Chief Yagami and the Task Force side... That after a while, you kind of forget that they're not showing light. After a while, you kind of forget that we're not coming back to light at all. And so, that just kind of banishes itself from your mind. And then, when it cuts back to light and light's like, yeah, this definitely isn't me. That's the moment you're just like... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. That was right in front of my face. And the show was so engaging, so captivating, pulled me in so much 
along for the ride. Got me so invested in what was happening on the L and uh, Yagami and Task Force situation that I forgot, that I almost forgot that light existed. That I almost forgot that they weren't cutting to light. Uh, that I almost forgot, hey, we should probably be seeing light reacting to this at some point. Like, they just, they make this half of the story so, like, unforgettably amazing, so unforgettably captivating that you just ignore what's obviously in front of your eyes. Like, you just ignore it. Like, it's a great narrative magic trick. Uh, And when something like that is pulled off, I always adore that. I always uh, am really impressed with it. Like, how shows can, by virtue of being so compelling, by virtue of being so captivating, by virtue of being so engaging, can get you to ignore the obvious. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. No, don't think about it too hard. We don't want you to think about it just yet. Look at this shiny thing. (laughs) Like, this episode made you look at the shiny thing. (laughs) And ignored the obvious, this is not light. (laughs) And they did such a good job of making you look at the shiny thing. It was great. Uh, And then we immediately cut back to a meeting of the task force. Uh... The growing sentiment is that L should show his face. The growing sentiment is that, like, people do not want to sacrifice uh, the director general for L. And L's like, well, yeah, that's to be expected. I mean, we got a few days. We can come up with a countermeasure. Man, it'd be annoying if I got killed by a knockoff Kira. And then the entire task force is just like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what is this about a knockoff? And then L lays out the deduction he made that this isn't the real Kira. This is a second Kira. Uh, the MO is different. Uh, the types of people that he used as proof are different. Like, the MO is entirely, like, not the same. And you can kind of tell that this person just doesn't share the same tendencies. As the real Kira. This person doesn't share. Uh, the person we saw in that broadcast it does not share the same tendencies as Kira. So it, it, it just isn't consistent. Therefore, it has to be two separate people. And so now we have to track down this second Kira. And Elsa's just like, hey, uh, Chief Yagami, time for your son to uh, come to the task force. Like, let's invite your son to the task force. But don't tell him... That we're hunting a copycat Kira. I want him to believe that the Kira we're hunting is still the real Kira. So, L's kind of letting his guard down a bit on light, but not entirely. Not quite there yet. And Ellis is kind of making, uh, just like he outlined in the last episode, if he's Kira, then he'll accidentally reveal himself if he's on the task force at some point. If he's not, they can use his deductive reasoning skills and find the actual Kira. Like, that just makes sense. And then we get this ending. Uh, We see this other Shinigami and this other human named Misa just walking down the street Talking about, like, hey, uh, I gave you the Death Note. 
Uh, why aren't you using it for yourself? And this girl, Misa, is like, I am using it for myself. I needed to get Kira's attention. Like, I want Kira to know I'm out there. Like, this young woman just did all of this. All of this broadcast stuff, all of this hullabaloo, all of this insanity, just to get attention from the real Kira. And she's just like, yeah, I I know Kira will notice me, and I know he's kind to those who share his worldviews. And even if he isn't, I'm still stronger than him, because I have the eyes. And that's where it ends, so, um... Yeah, this Misa chick, the second Kira's in play, and, uh, oh boy, do they do stuff with her. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about her story more in depth. It's pretty damn good, and, like, like I said, this is another really great turning point. This is another really great turning point in the show. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow, we will be discussing episode 12. Talk to you then. Hey, guys. We have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media... Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing. But it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com AAPI. Thank you.